You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of the great shows and if you can please give us that five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break and boy do we need some support right now that's all I'll say. It is truly appreciated. Well, hopefully he'll be able to join us today because Jamie Sweet, the man that's behind the five great things, will probably not have five great things to talk about except for the fact that he called it. He said that today's game against Detroit would be a trap game. We fell right into the trap, uh, and Admiral Akbar himself said in Star Wars, it's a trap, and we definitely fell into it as the Lakers did lose substantially to the 4-14. Four and 14. Let me get that right. I'm sorry. They're 5-14 and 14 now after they beat the Lakers. 5-14 and 14, Detroit Pistons. They fell to them 107-92. And here today to talk about all the things going on with this game. And believe me, for Lakers fans, there's not much going on. It is a good man indeed. I know him as Tom Wong, but you know him as the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. And you're going to be seeing some angry, angry articles probably coming out in the not too distant future. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. All I can say is this. This was the poorest performance by a Laker team in the past two years, possibly ever since LeBron James has actually stepped foot in a Lakers uniform. No, I don't think it was the worst game the Lakers played. Um, uh, we we played some pretty lousy games at various points in times, and this uh, was this was up you know, there. This, this it's, up there. It's, it's just one of those situations where we just couldn't make a shot. I mean, we must have missed so many bunnies around the basket in the fourth quarter there; it was ridiculous. Um, and then we started settling for threes, and they weren't going in. And and uh, you know, Blake Griffin had his best game of the year. D. Rose looked pretty good, and man, I wish we could land Wayne Wayne Ellington in a trade. That kid can shoot the ball, and uh, you know, it's the NBA, man. They're the 300 best players in the world, and they showed us tonight that any team can beat any team on any given night. This was the worst performance for me from the Lakers in the past Mm -hmm. three years. Sorry. Uh, And we did have Wayne Ellington at one time. So, And he's been been cut on more than one occasion by teams, so this is not exactly the he is a good shooter. I will give him that, but you know, there have been points where the Lakers could have gotten him in here. And wouldn't you know, Blake Griffin, who has looked awful all year long, 
managed right. to go ahead and psych himself he up. Always, to have he always play. plays well against the Lakers. Well, you apparently. Give Blake that. Yeah, I'll give Blake that. You know, man. I mean, it's just one game of 72, man. That's the way I look at it. These things happen, and you just got to move on. I know you had some lofty expectations, but now the Lakers are not meeting those record expectations. No, I thought they would go six and one or seven and zero on the road trip. And but um, I meant overall. I I meant overall, as far as I know, you had them on a. I think like a twenty-five and four, twenty-five and five. I remember, I thought they were. I thought they were going to go undefeated on this road trip, and um, you know, we lost the we lost the buzzer beater at at Philadelphia because we just didn't make our free throws and. AD played subpar, and uh, tonight without AD, um, it was just too much for LeBron. You know, I mean, you could see the guy was winded by the end of the game. Those threes that were falling so easily in the first half were all hitting the front of the rim or slightly off. You know, I always watch the arc of the ball as people shoot it, and you can usually predict which shots are going in from deep. And uh, tonight they didn't look they didn't look like they were doing well at all. So it's you know it's. I don't know what you can say. You know, teams have these games, and uh, you know, it's it's the regular season for the Lakers. Frank Vogel was obviously working with a lineup. Uh, Marcus All had another very poor performance. Dennis Schroeder had a poor performance. Wes Matthews was useless out there on the court. I thought Taylor Horton Tucker played very well, three for three from deep, made some excellent baskets, some good moves, some good assists, played pretty good defense. You know, it's one of, it was interesting. I looked at the stats from from the game with Philadelphia, and I've never seen anything like this in a in a post game thing. When I took a look at the for the team itself, the defensive and offensive ratings for that one game, and what was really ironic about it is, if you rank them by the defensive ratings, you could you could see the defensive ratings going down and getting higher and higher. And if you looked right next door to the offensive ratings. They were going the exact opposite way. In other words, every player who played well defensively against Philly had a, the inverse reaction offensively, uh, defensively. So it was just they couldn't they couldn't seem to get it together. And tonight, you know, this is the price you pay, as as we've all said all season long, when you allow a team to stay close, or when you have to constantly come from behind five or six points and come from behind five or six points. And I thought the telltale of the game when I thought I started to worry about it getting into that situation was there was probably four or five times during the game when we pulled out to like a six to eight point lead and we would go down to the other end of the court with a chance to get it up by 10 and we would miss a bunny or we'd get a shot blocked or we'd turn the ball over and they'd come back down the other way and hit a couple of threes and all of a sudden it was back to a two point game. You just, they just didn't have any killer instinct tonight. They deserved to lose and they lost. That they did, my do? friend. They did. They did indeed. It is, you play like it, you deserve to lose. And that's what happened tonight. Yep. Also, here with us today to go ahead and cry in our own misery. <laughs> the good man, indeed. It is the man behind many an article on Lakerholics.com. He's in the dark. He is mysterious. Hopefully, he's not hiding from shame because of today's game. It is Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man. Explain to me how the Lakers only score 34 points in the second half. And Zero, don't tell me it's because of Anthony Davis not being in the game. Because he, I know he no. didn't play in today's game. No, you can't use him absent as an excuse, unfortunately, in this situation. I'm reminded of Dr. Seuss, Gerald. Stink, stank, stunk. 
That's what it was in the second half. It was oh, awful. Yeah. It, it was some dreadful basketball, man. Some of the worst I've seen since, you know, LeBron's been a Laker. Even in 2019 when we had so much transition in and out. See, of I said it, it. He said the same thing I did. Yeah, but that's recent memory over over long-term memory. They, they played a lot like the, the Lakers that we knew for We got beat years. by bigger amounts than this 15 points, and we've had games where we weren't even close. Well, this, this looked was a like winnable a, game down to five minutes left in the game. Well, this looked like uh, the actual Lakers like they were before LeBron, which is a very disappointing game. You mean the baby Lakers? I mean the I mean the uh, what the the uh, Lakers that started off with Wayne Ellington. The last time Wayne Ellington was on the Lakers, that's what right. it would look like to me when he was, was starting on, on the Lakers. Who was on that team with Wayne Ellington back then? Um, what team was that? Julius Randle, Wayne Ellington, I think. Uh, there was who was the other? This was Jordan before Clarkson. most. Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr. Yeah, that that scintillating lineup that just basically was heading to greatness and then got split up. And right. of course, they started winning after that. But Sean, any last thoughts on on just how to write this ship? Because they better get it right because they're heading into Boston, and that's not going to get any prettier. Yeah, no. Actually, Gerald, you know what? I think this was actually a good a good thing to happen to them now, rather than happening six weeks from now. I think this is a good kick in the ass reminder that the small improvements that we're looking for and the levels of their consistency need to be cranked up a gear. I mean, I'm not saying LeBron's gonna go into super turbo max mode yet. But it just seems like there are little things, right? Like, for example, doesn't it seem like sometimes Schroeder's lost in translation, in transition? Like, it, it seems like he wants to run parallel to LeBron. I, I'm thinking, you know, you need to run to the corner or to above the arc, stay behind a little bit. It just seems like he's trying too much in transition. Am, am I seeing things? No, you're seeing everything fine. Unfortunately, the problem is that they, right now it's not clicking at all. Yesterday, they have excuses why they lost and very, very valid ones. You know, they were uh, LeBron flagrant, a AD make free throw, and a Montrez Herald bucket of any kind from winning that game. Today, it was just no excuses at all. And here no, today, a, yeah. Go ahead, Laker Tom. Go ahead. The supporting cast basically didn't come through. You know, Schroeder, yeah. 10 points, Trez, eight points. KCP six points, you know, you can't win a game against anybody in this league. If you're in, you know, and, and Gasol, I don't think Gasol had a basket, did he? Zero. Yeah. You know, so, so you, you've got, you know, you've got just no, you just got no points from the guys that you're really counting on to carry the load, especially without AD. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough situation to hold because LeBron can't be Superman every single game. And he played 38 and a half minutes last night, and he played pretty good uh, 36 minutes tonight. So, you know, it's it's just the wear and tear of the season. It's just it's 72 games. It's just two games out of 72. I'm not worried about it. The Lakers are still the best team. They'll have to refire. They'll have to refuel themselves. They'll have to get back into shape and, and play a better game against Boston. They don't want to lose three in a row. Oh, we're all now we're looking up at Utah. You know, yeah, so that's, that's what we're looking at right now. Yeah. Technically, we're the second best team in the league. 
Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I'm not worried about that. You know, if anybody who's jumping off the bandwagon after two games like the last two games, you know, is is a fair weather fan. Well, I'm not uh, jumping off it. I'm just extremely concerned <laughs> uh, because you know what? The guy who's here now to rub it in our faces, and what? because he, I think it's because Jamie game. predicted it. Jamie predicting yes. that this was going to be a trap game. Yes, probably and why we lost the game, man. Yes, Your the fault. guy, the guy I'm who took him. him. Pretty the sure I'm in LA and it's raining, so not my fault. Well, he is the man who predicted it. The guy who. Went ahead and you know what? Was our own Admiral Akbar for the Lakers fast break. You got a new nickname now. Yes. I'm down. It is the Akbar of Lakerholics.com. Five it unlucky is. things. Yes, five <laughs> unlucky things indeed. All right, man. You spread it out. Tell me. Although I will say, if you were betting on the over for Kyle Kuzma and 15 shots, you won the over today because he did take 17 shots. Looked all right. But again, Kyle good. Kyle's one of the few guys who came through. He had to in Detroit, or else he was really going to have issues. But there was a he much. Made good, he made some good plays. He made some excellent yeah. shots, some some excellent moves. He blocked he, the, shot. the rest. Of the he he liked the rest of the team was a lot better in the first half than the second. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the entire thing. Yeah, the well, second the half. Second half was for the fourth quarter was horrible. Fourteen points. Yeah, the whole second quarter. half was bad. Yeah, no, it was yeah. abysmal. So tell me, Jamie, thirty-four points in the second half, just disgusting overall. Just a very disappointing game and. Definitely the Lakers fell into the trap. Definitely the Lakers fell into the trap. This is one of those games where I kind of, the lack of an offense that Frank Vogel has installed beyond you go LeBron is a little bit annoying. It really starts to show in back-to-backs without both AD and LeBron when the guys are tired. There were whole stretches where it was like five guys standing around watching LeBron try to make a move or watching – Schroeder or Caruso try to make a move, and especially when LeBron's on it, you got to run a set. You got you got to do something. It, the, there's not enough individual one-on-one talent on that team to play that way for 48 minutes without AD and LeBron. LeBron started great. He was, I think, seven for seven to start, and then I think was something like two for 11, two for 12 the rest of the game. You know, really just fell off a cliff. Uh, I also thought that the flagrant foul KCP took on Plumlee was. Uh, both unnecessary and really fired up Detroit. Uh, who cares if Mason Plumlee makes a layup? Like, let him make a layup. Like, don't add to it. Don't. Yeah, don't, he was retaliating for Thielen, well, and he got thrown to the floor when when Plumlee just basically pulled the chair on him. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean Plumlee's Plumlee's one of those guys that's going to play physical. I mean, honestly, I thought Detroit just played a lot harder the whole game from beginning to end. Yep, uh, a lot harder. Like, it wasn't really even a question after halftime it was just like the lakers just kind of i think like we were all talking about walked in here thinking like well this is a w might as well wait for the game to end and that turned out that you really had to play for 48 minutes of basketball because detroit did blake griffin turned back the all-star clock yeah Plumley had a great game you, you, you know the, the lack of uh interior the of youth back from lebron yeah, well, LeBron, you know, this is the year I think LeBron will start to show his age in back-to-backs. I think he'll start to show his age a little bit without AD to take some of the scoring pressure off. Um, he just didn't have a lot of lift tonight. You know, it might just be, you know, what are we, five nights, five, six days into this road trip, right? You know, might be a little bit of that, but with travel, unlike the bubble, right? Instead of just going back to your room and resting, you're now hopping on a plane, driving to another state, getting to another hotel, checking in, all that stuff. So I think all of that is going to is gonna show up a little bit in LeBron's back-to-back games. I, You know, it's 
it's too bad that we fell into the trap. I'm with Laker Tom. I was actually a little more upset that we lost the Philly game because we came out so flat and yeah, we put on a great comeback and that's cool. But like we ought not to have ever put ourselves into the position of having to make that comeback last night. Like we ought not to have put ourselves into the position of being down 15 with like three minutes to go in this game. You know, yeah, and that's like they thought they were going to be able to pull that same comeback thing this I, game. My five things is going to be about which you can't just turn on every night. Like that's exactly what five things know, is going to be about tomorrow. You can turn it's up be about defense and turn up the offense, but to come back from like 10 down when you got three minutes to go uh, and no AD don't happen very often. And all of our three point shooting is coming back to earth. Every single, every single Lakers, except maybe LeBron is coming back to earth on their three point game. Uh, Sean, I saw you had your hand up. So I don't, ahead, know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to bogart the mic. Yeah. No, no, I wanted to take back. Well, they did shoot 43% from three. Let's go ahead and put that in context right there. Overall. As a team, but like the three guys who were uh, along the league leaders did not shoot great. Right. Yeah. No, no. Well, I three of them, actually, they showed, a, they showed a graphic at the start that said three of the best four three-point shooters in the four of the best three-point shooters in the league were at right. this game. And three right. of them didn't shoot well, but one of them did, Wade Ellington. No, KCP 0 for 1. Caruso 0 for 1. Who else is on our team as a top three-point shooter? Oh, well, somebody on the other team. There yeah, yeah, ways. no, Wayne Ellington was great. Yeah, Wayne Ellington <laughs> he was, was great. He was six for nine. So, right. so I just want to do piggyback of what uh, something Jimmy was saying. I mean, you know, it, it's common knowledge. If you play with a guy like LeBron, you play with a guy like Magic, you play with a guy like Zeke, if you move out the ball, you cut, they'll find you. It's like stink to a hunk of cow dung. It's it just, <laughs> they go together. So, um, you just have to find a way to manufacture points on a back-to-back. I mean, if you're tired, I understand LeBron maybe wants to cherry pick. He doesn't want to drive as much. So, like Jamie was saying, run sets. Run different things. Yeah, we didn't run, run it. We didn't run any sets. You're absolutely right. Run. No run offense. misdirections, run in inverted stuff. In, instead of LeBron rolling to the rim, why don't we get Caruso and and Kuz on a pick and roll? I mean, pull a something. pull a feather out of the Luke Walton cap and run the weave. I mean, like, <laughs> something, man. Like, come on, dude. Like, it, it got like after like seven or six, seven or eight rather trips down the court where it was like five out, but nobody doing anything. Like five out isn't enough if you just stand there. Like, right. I don't care how good a shooter you are. Like, it doesn't matter if nobody's moving. Basketball is not like football. You're not going to get by, like, standing in a sp- – any sport. I don't care. There's no. no sport except maybe golf where all the action happens in a, from a stationary <laughs> – you, you know what I mean? Like, there's no sport where yeah. you're going to do better because you're standing still. Right. Like, there's none. Uh, maybe well, – I, maybe I think what happened in the fourth quarter – what happened in the fourth quarter is they lost their legs completely. You can it see that by all of the missed bunnies oh, yeah. underneath the basket. It's yeah. the back-to-back finally, you know, the back-to-back and the travel finally all mounted up on them. And, you know, they... and, and Detroit came with a physical game that and, we yeah. were unwhelling to match. And they were, uh, we, and they we, were we, red we, hot we, and they were red hot at the end. We pushed and hold, held and grabbed and fouled when we should have defended and moved our feet and done all the things. And that's tiredness, but it's also focus. Uh, you know, I just think that they didn't focus on this game. Uh, like we all said, it was the Admiral Akbar game and they definitely uh, fell right into the Emperor's <laughs> Trap. And there was no Lando Carizian and the Millennium Falcon to right. uh, make that Death Star run or Han Solo. No, we're, we're not dead. Oh, it's certainly just, not. No, a minor like, wound. No, no, not even Nobody that. Nobody will I, remember I, it when we hoist the 18th trophy. 
Well, but the, 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 I think that the key, I, I, I think the key is to take the lessons from losses. Do, do, yes. uh, do the, is the team, is this team as good as last year's team at taking the lesson from the loss? Last year's team, if they lost the first game in the back-to-back, they didn't show up kind of like, well, we'll win this one. They came up at proving, wanting to prove that they could win this one, showing it the team that was after them like, hey, we lost and we're not losing again. You got to beat us. And that's not the team. I didn't see any of that team tonight at all. And that, I think, was probably the most disappointing thing. And that's what I hope the coaches and, you know, the vets come back and say, hey, you know, I know it's not the same team. We're not going to be the same team. We got to prove, we got to prove it all, all over again. Uh, nobody's going to, nobody's going to like come June, mail us that trophy just cause we look cute. Like it's not, it's not how it works, man. So that's, uh, that's, that's, I think the biggest thing, like, can this team be as good at last year's team at learning the lessons from losses? And there were very few of them that the Lakers had to learn last year, very few. And I would say that there's already a lot more this team has to learn. You know, the turnover issue is just every single game, you know, coming up on 14, 15 turnovers a game as a team. That's, we that's not going to get it. That's not going to get it done. Uh, we didn't make enough shots to turn the ball. <laughs> you know, we didn't, we, there wasn't enough offense that you don't, you're not going to turn the ball over if you don't do anything. But the Lakers as a team, I think are, are you know, well into double digits as a turn in the, in the turnover department. But to me, turnovers and free throws, those are focus. That's a, that's a focus stat. And we're not winning the focus stats so far this year too often. This road trip was a good test. And so far, I think we're only getting like a C plus, frankly, for me. I mean, other people might feel differently and that's fine, but I'm, I'm calling C plus right now. I might give him a C minus. <laughs> I'm uh, getting closer into the D range myself. <laughs> This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. But I'll tell you what, there's still, you know, like I said, more to come on this road trip. They can still salvage it, come out 100%. five and two, and then still come out of it somewhat okay. Although, again, tonight's loss really stings, and it's going to sting for some time to come. But before we head on out, guys, I want you to go ahead and update everyone on Lakerholics.com and what you're doing for that site. So first, Jamie Sweet, I don't think they're going to be great things, but I know you got five things coming up for Lakerholics.com. Got five things. Still going to be a back-to-back. Uh, actually, I, my, my work has just been blowing up, so I still got to watch the Philadelphia game. I kind of saw the highlights, read some stuff about it. Uh, so I, I got it. That's that's uh, either later tonight or probably later tonight. I'll just buckle down and watch that game. But it's interesting to see how 
the team is responding to the pressure of repeating, like who is stepping up and who is not. And again, it's still fairly early, although I think we're into what I, Frank Vogel would consider the real regular season. So my five things are on the side are going to probably focus on, you know, the back-to-back uh, and kind of what I feel like is an overall lack of focus from the team. They look bored. They look really they look bored. totally bored. That's a great way of putting it. Sean, what are you working on for Lakerholics.com? And hopefully it's something other than, you know, something like you were talking about in regards to where the team is headed or stink, stank, stunk, or stink <laughs> on poop. Hopefully it'll be something not relating to manure. It won't, Gerald. It won't. Okay. Even though they're playing uh, like manure. FYI, 14, 14 turnovers a game. 14 turnovers a game for the season. That's way too high. Because they're not running as much, especially when you're not yeah, running as much. Uh, so, yeah, we're through the, the quarter pull of the season. When you look back at the second season of a previous championship and the last two incarnations of Laker dynasties, the first championship team of Shaq and Kobe won 67 games. They were battle-tested in the playoffs. They had to earn it against Indiana. Second season... They won 56 teams in the regular season, and everybody was, oh, here are the Spurs. The Spurs are coming to the Lakers. And Kobe and Jack dominated them, and that was that. With Kobe and Powell, the first season they were together again, they won 60-plus, 65 games. The second season was different. They won 57. They were battle-tested the second time around. They didn't have okay. to face a fully formed Celtics team in 09. Nope. So this season has been a roller coaster drill that's been up and down. I mean, right now we're going through the Bradley Beal sweepstakes as well. I mean, how many teams are in that boat? All of them but the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, 29 <laughs> other teams. You know, oh, but the Lakers are involved. It's like Gerald said, we don't have what it takes to acquire it. As far as draft capital goes. Have got anything else for Lakerholics.com fans, or is that what you're working on right now? Uh, yeah, just, just you know, going through the quarter poll with, with us and a quarter poll of the season. I mean, we've got disappointing teams. We've got very surprising teams. A disappointing team is Miami. I mean, I, I thought this team would come out with a little bit more fire, but they're not. And in the West, I'm really surprised with the Jazz. I didn't see this team winning 10 in a row. Well, I told you they would be a good team. Uh, in fact, I, I think that they would be somewhere right there as far as in, battling for third in the Western Conference, but they are exceeding even my expectations. And as far as Miami's concerned, who lost the Clippers tonight, and now that puts the Clippers ahead of the Lakers, who are now down to third place in the Western Conference it now looks like it's going to be an uphill battle here from here on out for the Lakers if they want to go ahead and find some comfort room or at least try and get some space once again like they had before not too long ago in the Western Conference. But before we head on out, you got to go ahead and check out all the articles that he's doing on media.com and also as well, not only his medium.com page, but also as well, Lakerholics.com. And Laker Tom, Again, how many angry articles are coming up in your not too distant future for Lakerholics.com? I'm I'm really not angry. I you know I, I, it's it's just a regular season game, and in many ways, as the Lakers showed last year, the regular season really doesn't matter that much. I think that what we're seeing that's more important to me is 
I, I think Frank Vogel is still playing around with lineups, still trying to see what combinations work. It's interesting. There's a lot of talk that Caruso should be getting more minutes. I think that we've seen, and this could, this could well be because of their lack of experience in winning situations. Uh, we've seen Trez and Dennis slump a little bit now, not looking as sharp. Um, we've seen Gasol and Matthews not looking as good as they did earlier in the year. And so you've got your four new players who haven't produced as much. And I think, as we've all talked about, it's always been sort of controversial, the change in strategy of how we're playing defense, considering the personnel that we have at center. You know, it's kind of remarkable. I looked at the defensive lineups, uh, the defensive ratings, and Trez's rating is not bad at all. And the starting lineup has been generally one of our best, one of our strengths, but yet we've seen in two games in a row now, a starting lineup has given up a lot of points in that first quarter instead of coming out and really clamping down and, and showing that kind of defense that's there. So I think some of it is boredom. Some of it is just the tiredness of we're getting into what is the doldrum parts of the season. I have to admit that at this point in time, maybe a week ago, I wasn't even thinking of that there were possibilities for trades for the Lakers. In fact, the only trade I proposed was the one for Chris Boucher, sending Taylor Horton, Tucker, and Wes Matthews for Chris Boucher. And I'd make that trade in a moment's notice, even though I'm a huge, I'm a huge. You got to remember, though, this is something we didn't talk about before. I was on board with it. I'm not as much now because there's an eight year gap in age, just to let you know. Yep. Chris Boucher is yep. 28. So I'm right. not, I'd rather I'd rather trade THT for Wayne Ellington if we're going to trade for anybody. Uh, <laughs> get that shooting, get that shooting on the Lakers, man. Well, you don't know about that, I, but I, but I think that there's other situations that are out there that, you know, I think we I think we do have to address something before the trade deadline. I think we have to do something for the center position. I agree. Uh, so that's what I'm working on now is what options with what options we might realistically have in order to improve the situation for the center. Yeah. I do think I we have enough guards. Um, and so the question is, is obviously though that we have only two centers, any trades that, that we could make, uh, there's, you know, there's all this talk about how February 28th or whenever it is that, that we finally have the, the hard cap, the amount that we're below the hard cap tends to, or the, the, the prorated veteran minimum salary falls low enough so that we could squeeze somebody under the hard cap. And the question is who out there who's not signed by anybody as a center is really going to solve our problem. And there really isn't anybody out there. They'd be know, on either. a team. If they were, if they were any good, they'd be on a team. Yeah. If they're not, if they're, they're, they're going to be good. I mean, they're looking for a guy just like we are. Right. Same, um, so, same, so, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you, so what it comes down to is if the Lakers want to improve that situation at center, they're going to have to give up something that they value at one of the other positions. And that's what I'm looking at. It's what types of deals could possibly be made where you, you, you know, if you want to get something good, you got to give up something good in this league. Sean. I had a trade oh. proposal. Okay. Alex Caruso and a second round pick for Nas Reed from the Wolves. Do you think that would help? I don't know anything about Nas Reed. Not defensively. See uh, this head? So this head mm, shaking yeah. out. Crusoe goat guy. Well, well, well here, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's I love the Crusoe. thing. 
that team is bad on defense because of one particular player. And I'll give you a hint. He's a former Laker. Yeah, we all know who it <laughs> is. Who he is. Yes, uh, but I he, just he, right. he he no he has the worst plus minus in this league. He is the minus one sixty five. Wow. The next player on the list is minus one seventeen. Wow. That that's, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. I played around with some trades for Caruso, and I put him back on the tent, pulled him out of those trades before I've even finished them. It's kind of interesting. I'll tell you the trade that I'm working on. See what anybody thinks of this. I would trade, um, I would offer Dennis Schroeder and Mark Casal to Indiana for Miles Turner. They need a point guard very badly. Yeah, but then we got nobody but LeBron to make plays. Uh, are you sure? Because Malcolm Brogdon's on the game. He's he's, he's playing. He's a shooting guard. They treat him. Yeah, as but, a shooting he, guard. but they he's, he can he's also play point. He's a combo guard, but he's really more of a shooting guard. Being paid also twenty five million dollars. It's not like her no, signing is known million, to spend money. Three year, three year eighteen million dollar contract. I hate to give up Dennis Schroeder, but the other side of it is because I love how Schroeder can get to the basket. But the other side of it is. He's a gamble on defense and he's a gamble on offense. And we have somebody that I think, and this is a complete flip around from my previous position because I, I did do value shooter and I do value THT. But I also tend to think that uh, THT at some point is going to be our starting point guard. I think he has a long way um, to go before. And, and I, I know that, and I can't help but love the idea of Miles Turner and, and Anthony Davis as our front court. I think perfect than, guy to play with. He's a perfect guy to play with AD because he can stretch the floor and he can protect the rim. I agree with all that. I think that one of our big problems this year is that is specifically Anthony Davis's numbers. They're all down. He's scoring like and rebounding and blocking shots like his second and rookie years. Yep. That is not the player that we gave a max contract extension That's to. That's not the player that was a few was months ago. Defensive player of the year last year. He's not going to win defensive player of the year. It's already but gone. He was last year. It's already gone. He, he wasn't. He but did imagine, not win that last year. Imagine him and Miles Turner. They would shut down the rim from everybody. I, I mean, I would there, be in for that. There is a center out there that I think can really help us. But the problem is he's on a max contract, uh, not max contract. He's on an expiring deal, and we'd have to give up, you know, something of value to the Charlotte Hornets for Cody Zeller. But Cody Zeller could really help the Lakers. The way he plays, the way he has, yes, Gerald. I think maybe I, Cody I, Zeller for I, a highly protected second-round pick maybe will do, but that's out of, outside of that, I wouldn't trade much. Okay, okay, I'd be cool with that. He hustles on defense, he plays really hard, he screens well, he's a body. I think I, LeBron he's played a body. defense with Zadrunas Ilgauskas, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> he can make it work with Cody Zeller. If he that was like five, six years D, ago, though, seven years make- ago. But he's so not going to really scare that. any teams longer from going that. inside. That's the thing. You need yeah. to find somebody that's going to go ahead and be more imposing and give up I, less I, points. I, I spread agree. the floor like Gasol can. He'll, he'll I agree. better probably than Gasol, and he can protect the rim. Two years in a row, he's led the league in blocks. You know, he's not a great modern center from a defensive defending on the perimeter, but he does. He hits. He hits two of the three that you really want. I, I mean, think. 
Our problem think, is that we have the best center in the league, but he doesn't yeah, want to play center. I got. I think our problems are more internal, and I don't think there's one player that we can trade no. one of our minimum guys for that's gonna ref, that's gonna fo- fix those problems. No. I, I think one of we're looking, we're guys, looking, looking, trade one of our stars. We're looking at band-aids to fix leaky pipes. The, the, the world doesn't work like that. So no, we're no, we're looking for band-aids to put over minor wounds. So Tom, let me let me understand you if I, if I understand you. Mm-hmm. So when March rolls around, you're not even gonna offer Schroeder an extension. Listen, first off, there's all sorts of assumptions when you make a trade that the other team wants the deal that you're offering, that, that your analysis of, of their point guard situations. And I, and I do think if you look at Indiana, there's been several articles out there already talking about Lonzo Ball. They need somebody at point guard who can oh, win no. the game. You're fit. There <laughs> no, we go. Okay. This is Here we go again. I'm go not ahead. saying that Lonzo Ball is the right answer for them or the Lakers. All I'm saying is that there's talk by people in Indiana that the Pacers' biggest need now is for somebody to run the point. And Schroeder is a perfect candidate for that. He's a perfect guy to go along with Brogdon. And there's still only a slight benefit to Turner and Brock, Turner and Sabonis playing together. So it's 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 something that's possible. But if you know, I would do that trade in a moment because I think that Miles Turner, he's only 26 years old. He's the perfect fit for AD for the next seven or eight years. He's a great. He, he's a 33% career three-point shooter. He could be better in a situation like the Lakers. And he's a leading shot blocker. He would give us a, the defense that we need inside. And we have enough guards to cover for Schroeder. And we have LeBron James. And Taylor Horton Tucker is going to start at some point over the next couple of years. I'm just going to say this. Lonzo Ball is not the answer now. Or he didn't, say, the was the he didn't, he didn't say that. He didn't yeah, say but that. You said it earlier. Said it earlier. So I, and I know Magic Man wanted to cover as far as your your infatuation with Lonzo Ball. But, you know, that's really hard to do right now. But go ahead, Sean. Go ahead, Sean. But before we head on out. Yeah, thanks, Gerald. I, I just want to say um, I don't believe Jeremy Lamb has played a, a minute yet for uh, Nate no, he Berkren. Has. He has. He's come back. Yeah, he, okay, he's yeah. He's been a couple me. weeks. He's averaging about fifteen to sixteen points a game. I have him on oh, one of my fantasy okay. teams. So okay, he's been playing. news to me that that's yes. good to hear. I I I really don't see them going after a point guard now that that Jeremy Lamb is back. He kind of fluidly. Puts he's more of a shooting guard on, too. Yes. He's not a point yes, guard. I mean, Indiana has Malcolm Brogdon and Sabonis on the floor. You add another shooter like Lamb and facilitator, it, I think it's just going to blend everything together. Lonzo Ball isn't the answer for them. If you look at Lonzo Ball's They're looking for a playmaker. They're looking for a playmaker. The following players two. this year have more assists per game than Lonzo Ball. Therese Halliburton is a rookie. Bradley Beal is on a god awful wizard. Well, yeah, Bradley Beal is going to cost you Pascal, an arm and a leg. Pascal, Pascal, and nobody's going to trade a young guy like Halliburton at this point in time. I mean, we're kind of forgetting that Karis Levert is on Indiana and will probably recover just fine from his surgery and yeah. be back before the end of the year. Like, they, I, I don't know. Either. Yeah, but I mean, they've got a grip ton of guards, and between them, I mean, they, they list. Technically, well, Indiana itself lists Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon as a point guard. So, and, however they and, play him, and, they think you know, of him as a point guard. A shooting guard. He's a starting and, shooting. And, 
Uh, that's that's it, what it, you're it, saying, but I'm saying uh, you look at, Pacers, look, at, look at the depth charts. Pacers. Look at the depth oh, charts God. on Basketball Insiders or any other websites. Okay, uh, as it should be. It, it's not I, I me think, that's saying I, this. I'm saying it's the Pacers it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and why are they looking think, for a point guard? I think I think I these know. these people writing these articles are just trying right. to fill quota quotas because again, Nate Bjorkren comes from the rap system. He's he's Nick Nurse is one of his best friends. He saw how Mark Gasol and Serge Ibaka worked together in the playoffs. I don't yeah, think he, he might want Mark Gasol. Miles Turner and Sabonis <laughs> in the system. I just, I don't see him separating them in your first season running a base defense. I just, I, I, I don't see the logic. I mean, there's not a lot of actual movement on any of these. It's like. Pacers Sixers blockbuster trade for Ben Simmons. Like these are all just people f- filling out the time before the All Star yeah, game. That's what every that's trade is. Right. Nine, yeah. Nine, 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 <laughs> how many how many trades have we debated that that have, have never seen the light of day? Almost all of them. Like it, it's it's always no, almost no, it depends, it's almost always you know? the trade. It's almost always the trade you didn't see coming that you're like, oh, that's really going to change that team. That's and, usually the trade. It's usually the trade for superstars that are are going to force their way out of somewhere that that are sure. happen the way you think they're going to happen. Right. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I'll tell you what. It's some interesting talk to see what the Lakers can possibly do for tweaks going forward because, you know, just to get them out of this funk will probably be good enough because the Lakers are in a little bit of a funk. Back-to-back losses. Yesterday's was a heartbreak. Today was just outright frustration as the Lakers did fall 107-92 to to Detroit Pistons. Guys, it's been great talking to you as always. Love the spirited conversation that you guys always seem to have when you're together. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, yes. So I do enjoy Literally talking anything. about the loss, man. Yes. Anything. I, I always come on for the losses. I I, I, I do enjoy it when the Lakers win. I don't, I don't want anybody to think that I, oh, sweet. Lakers lost. I'm going to go talk some shit. <laughs> it's, not how I, it's, not how, it's not how I roll. Uh, it's just how it works. You know, this year has been, since I, Stop when, we, doing- when we win, we can talk about the wins, and when we lose, we'll talk about something else. Yes, the podcast goes. Well, I think something like I think, that. As I, I think, <laughs> I think if we recalibrate our internal for- focus and start cleaning up some of these, a lot of these unforced turnovers, those are the ones that are killing us. That are allowing other teams to get out on the break. The things that we used to force other teams into doing, that's what we got to change. Uh, and the dreaded switch. The switch does not exist. Stop trying to flip it. Try hard the whole game. We'll be fine. This was also one of those losses where Gerald received very little resistance from Tom, like being a <laughs> fly trap catching a fly. <laughs> it's you know this is this it it is still early. Like you said, Sean, we're just past the quarter mark. There's three there's three furlongs still to go in the race, and so you know, 
like like Tom's been saying, what, like we've all been saying, we're all we're gonna be fine. Yeah, tell me what loss last year was so devastating that you actually even remember it now. Think of uh, I don't. That's why this one's so bad in the regular that's season. Doesn't matter. In the regular season. Because opening night, you know, opening soon, night, opening night to the Clippers. Lot. Opening night to the Clippers last season was devastating because yeah. that team was well, so. Opening punk. night this season was devastating too. It was it the was. first team of the year. <laughs> uh, but I mean, also, that, that, also, that, almost that, all the losses in the bubble. Game, Go ahead. Portland game is the worst for me. Yeah, that's true. That was After what true. happened. No, there's a there's a few I remember from well, last the year. The bubble but... losses were, you know, I mean. Because they made they made you worry so much. It was like, uh, are we yeah, well, gonna get it together? Not four months, you know. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I mean. I, I think we should be better than we are, but well, are we yeah. But, but some people are worry warts, and some people are optimists. Some people are realists, oh, and God. other people's are unrealistic. That's another way of looking at it. <laughs> And then with, there's me. Again, no, with 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 Tom and Gerald, it's not, it's just not that the glass is half empty. It's chipped. Gerald it's cracked full it versus, totally, it's totally full versus totally empty. Last night, my glass was overflowing even more than yours last night. Unfortunately, today the glass is broken and it's been taken <laughs> off the table entirely. All right, guys. Uh, you need some bandage to fix that leak. Well, we'll see what happens. If they beat Boston, you never know. You never know. Tom well, needs a successful Boston energy. is worth two games. I agree. Maybe three. Not even in the standings. Even if that's Friday? No, it can't be Friday. Yeah. That's tomorrow. No, Saturday. Saturday. No, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday night. It's Saturday, Saturday, Monday, and the road trip's done. The only yep. thing good about the road trip is that I can still watch a movie after the game's over. Hopefully, you'll be watching something more uplifting than what we saw today. Oh, man, I watched a terrible <laughs> movie last night. The oh, piano there. No, <laughs> no, it was called uh, Synchrony. Uh, okay. New sci-fi right. movie. Ah. Which immediately okay. draws my attention. Every sci-fi movie, it just sucked. Anthony <laughs> Mackie, who I like. Mr. America, you know. Captain America. Well, the Lakers didn't do much better today because they did fall to the Detroit Pistons, 107-92. to They did fall into the predicted by Jamie Sweet trap our own Admiral Akbar of the Lakers fast break. Again, if you have any all firepower on that star destroyer. Yes. Well, if you have any questions for us here, it's at Lakers fast break, Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. Or please be part of the conversation with these guys today at Lakerholics.com. Well, guys, we'll go ahead and we'll get them on Saturday. We need to. Big thank you to Chris Couch Coach Powell for giving us the thumbs up on today's show. We truly appreciate it. Once again, we will. Once again, we will. Stop playing with your ear. <laughs> once again, we will be here on Saturday. Hey, just kidding, Sean. Just kidding. Once again, we will be here on Saturday right after the Boston game. We truly appreciate it. Again, for all of everybody out there listening and watching. So stay tuned to us right after the game right here on the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.